Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Welcome back to Amy Works. Hey. Hey there. How are you, Alicia? <laughs> I'm, I'm Amy, general contractor. I'm Alicia Healy, homeowner. And a DIYer yourself. I am a DIYer. You are. You are. I'm expanding my DIY skills. Oh, speaking of. Yes. Nice <gasps> job on the refrigerator coils. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I will good. say I had a beef with you. Uh-oh. I almost made a video of it, but I did take a picture, and Amy will have this on her website uh, at amyworks.com, uh, before and after shot mm-hmm. of, uh, we had talked on an earlier episode about cleaning the coils of your refrigerator. And so I had half of a day off yesterday, so I said, ah, let's <laughs> give this a try. So my coils are on the bottom, as you had discussed. You said some of the older ones are on the back. Even, I, I think there might be some new ones that are on oh, the back, okay. too. But yeah. Well, I would wish for a on-the-back type of thing because this is nothing but a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. So it is. this is not... I mean, I think I could get to the front. It, it was... These coils are in, like, little baby Vs. Yes. And so I'm used to the ones on the back that are just kind of... It's like a plate, almost. Like, yeah. Like a mesh plate kind of thing on the back. Right. Yeah. And And you can just kind of pull it out a little bit and then clean it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, I'm on the floor Two, I can really only access the front. Um, but they take, as we kind of talked about, they take the brunt of the dust. So I imagine that's still a significant place to get, but how am I supposed to get? And I just used, um, I started with a paper towel because it's not just like dusting, you know, the top of a, no, it's stuck on there. You had a blanket. It is sticky. Yeah. It's you, sticky. Yeah, you had a definite blanket. Yeah. So I, I was thinking it was just a, you know, I could just whisk it away. Oh, no. So I actually, you kind of have to rub on it. You know, you have to rub it off. And mm-hmm. these coils are, mine were protected with, you know, plastic coating. So I wasn't hurting anything. Um, and then what I do? Did you use a brush of any kind? Did you use Sujan's feather duster? I did not. Oh? Because it was sticky. Mm, I would have had it just been, Uh you know, truly loose dust Mm. or, you know, even if it was thick dust, if it were, had not been sticky, but it was sticky. Um, I think I just paper toweled it. Really? Yeah. So, and then I tried a vacuum and the vacuum was good for picking up, you know, stuff that was obviously on the mm -hmm. floor and there was a good amount Mm -hmm. on the floor as well. Um, so that worked okay. Um, so there is a brush which I didn't have. Right. And the brush is, the actual head of the brush is about, oh, 12 inches long. And it's kind of conical. So it's so it's smaller at the top than it is down at the bottom. And it's probably, a, I don't know, inch and a half in diameter at the bottom. Uh-huh. So that it's small enough that it's going to be get it, being able to get between those coils. Uh, but I couldn't get to the back systems. Like there, there were like three, two to three systems of these V-shaped coils Mm -hmm. you know and the face is toward me it's not like they're i can see down the the middle of the v Mm -hmm. you know i'm seeing the face of the v here's my dad again 
<laughs> I think every episode we're gonna say I gotta <laughs> say something about my dad. Um, the very first time I cleaned my my refrigerator coils, yeah, my, of course my dad was there to help, and three kids and three dogs and two cats, so <laughs> you can imagine that they were pretty dirty. Um, we reversed the hose on the vacuum cleaner on a shop vac, so you can reverse it so that sure. it blows. We put a wet towel on the back of the refrigerator, pulled it out, put a wet towel so that it would capture that stuff, and then we blew the uh, refrigerator coils. I ended up cleaning the entire kitchen after that, <laughs> but it definitely got it done. Definitely. But got even it done. as as it was kind of sticky, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is not a deep dive on no, no it's on, not. Uh, Refrigerators, but no. we did want to update you on that because I did send pictures. It was very nice. nice and job. it was, and it was. Um, of course, I wanted to miraculous. I ha- I don't have a report yet on if it turns on. Oh, any less. that'd be interesting, right? So, and we got our new refrigerator. So, oh, you I did. Am very curious to see what our next power bill is going to be. And did you do the same size? A kind of because you had a smaller apartment size refrigerator. Oh, no, we got a big one. You got a big oh, one. Oh yeah. Well, that alone could be. But it's only supposed to cost seventy dollars a year to operate. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll keep. That's having no young boys that open and shut the door. Right. And... There's a door alarm on it though. <laughs> ah, I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. Well, this is actually a deep dive episode. <laughs> not on refrigerators. Yeah, not on refrigerators, but on your toolbox. And we're going to limit it to just kind of a general toolbox that you think all homeowners should have, even if they're not big DIYers, right? Yes. Just okay. to have, oh, I need a screwdriver mm-hmm. um, and those kind of things. So so my first suggestion when we're talking about toolboxes that is to actually have a toolbox, not mm. a junk drawer, <laughs> right? Not... Um, you know, not a box. Not well, a, I guess you could use it. I guess you could I use a box. I think there are I'm some boxes gonna... that are good, like a beer, a beer bottle. You know, a twelve pack beer bottle box is nice and tall. It's strong. Yeah, I mean thin cardboard. You're like nah. Coors Light cardboard. Yeah. Well, an IPA, which is actually just beer, <laughs> but <laughs> okay. You know the ones that actually open like a box. Okay. I actually would still discourage it. I'm I'm with you. Okay. Just you know. Purchase a toolbox or go to Goodwill. <laughs> they may have them at Goodwill. Mm. So toolbox. So everything will go in there. Um, it's got a handle so you can t- carry it to where you're going to be using it. The first thing that I suggest for a really good tool is what they call a multi-bit screwdriver. So this is a screwdriver that's got Phillips head. It's got flat bit. Sometimes it'll have square drive on it. Um they could be six to eight different attachment things that go on this. That way you only have to have one screwdriver for most of your jobs. Mm. Love those. It's a lot easier than trying to find, you know, where'd the, where'd the flat bladed screwdriver go? Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody who's using it for a scraper. <laughs> you know, yeah. And I would say if you're going to limit it to one, to not penny pinch on that multi-tool. Because, I mean, tips do very in quality yes the, you, they do break. that's what and I, we're talking 10 12 dollars for a good multi-bit okay. screwdriver 10 to 12 know, not not too bad you Next. don't think they should splurge to a real big one or a real expensive one 
and get the ones that have you know like, what I like 24 different bits on it? No, just a higher quality bit. Because, I mean, I think that's what's frustrating. Like if you buy crap tools and you go to do that one job every six months and you... Then it breaks. Well, you know, and what I found is like, especially with the Phillips heads, hmm, if you've right. got a really good screw or a really tough screw, I've seen Phillips head get, you know, the the tongs just warp. They just... They're, it's, they just strip it, it out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're not... So I would say, just don't go like two ninety nine. Spend okay. a little bit more money. Spend 10 bucks. So okay. it's not soft. And I also say get two. What? Because sometimes you need two things for like prying. You're okay. Li- you're a little just over one. the top. Okay. A <laughs> <laughs> little over the We're talking, we're, we're, this is just, this is the starter kit. Okay. And then, you, then you can build on from there. Okay. Um, hammer. Good hammer. Um, eight ounce. If you're gonna, just going to be tapping little nails into to the wall to hang pictures, 16 ounce if you're going to be using it to really pound some big nails into wood or do some demo maybe, um, just a little bit beefier hammer. Do you have a care about, like, again, we won't go into great detail for every single one, but should I worry or care if it's a wooden handle or, you know, um, metal? No. Okay. I mean, you could get crazy and spend there are lots of specialty hammers and you don't need one of those no just get a general purpose yes yes and then there are some that have a nice ergonomic handle on them which is nice Mm -hmm. as opposed to if it's a really rough wooden handle are you gonna get splinters or blisters or whatever so again spend a little bit of extra money get a nicer handle got it but you don't have to spend fifty dollars on it and there are fifty dollar hammers out there (laughs) they're nice oh they're very nice (laughs) <clears throat> yes. Um, pliers, some adjustable pliers would be great. Um, and with pliers is a crescent wrench. Uh, crescent wrench is actually, it's an adjustable wrench. Crescent is the brand name. Did you know that? Yes. But I think an adjustable and a crescent as two different. And we we discovered this when we were working with each other. True. Right, right. That to me, the crescent is really the kind of that. Um, it's not a. It's more of a plumber's a socket repair replacement type of. It's the super square, right, head on it. Right, and the adjustable is more like a pliers. That's is, that is adjustable. Right. Yes, they also call those uh, water pump pliers. You the one you're talking about the ones that that you know you you pull it apart and, and adjust the, the head on it and then put it back together. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't describe that very well. Yes. <laughs> um, Allen wrenches. So when you're going to be taking your faucet apart, it's mm. got a little set screw. Um, tightening up your towel bar oftentimes has an Allen screw in it, so you're going to need that set of Allen wrenches to do that. They come in both what they call SAE standard mm-hmm. and they come in metric. Get one of each. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to need. Yeah. And if it's wrong, it's just wrong. It is just wrong. Um, a level. We talked about a level earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not on this episode. So it's yeah, we talked. Oh yeah. Right. Torpedo level. Usually about six to eight inches long. Sometimes has a magnetic strip on it so that it sticks to the side of your appliance when you're going to go do leveling. Mm. If you want a longer one, however, to do um, uh, picture hanging, 12-inch, 
you can get them where they're actually adjustable. They go from two inch or two feet to four feet. Mm-hmm. So they kind of slide out of each other. Yeah, I think the is level really is the cool. one that you never think about getting, but is kind of when you need it, you need it. Yeah. So Unless I'm glad it's really on your good list. at measuring from you know the ceiling right. down and making sure that both measurements are exactly the and same. And in old homes, that doesn't even help you. No. Because no, your ceiling could be off. Ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we got uh, cordless drill. Me, I'm a fan of the impact driver, which is different than a drill. Mm-hmm. It works. Impact driver works just a little bit different than a drill does. And you're not going to strip out those Phillips head screws. And it's just, it's just so, and you can drill with it. You can screw with it. Um I hardly use my drill. I got two comments on that, though. I know As you, you know, <laughs> I can't go. I was really wanting to just let you read this list, but I can't. <laughs> no, one morning on the impact driver, though, is that it is an impact driver. So I think it's a little much to do on drywall. And again, I'm thinking of like picture hanging. So like when you have to put in drywall screws, um, uh, I've. I found the impact driver sometimes too powerful. Too much. And it just ba- it bashes because that's how it works. You know, it's like tiny little, it's like talking about our dads. It's like what it used to, yeah, tiny little hammer and tiny little screwdriver. And when you tap it and you go tick, 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 yep. tick. And so that's what it's doing with mm-hmm. a lot of power behind it. Right. So have you not found that? Well, I've used it so much that I know how to kind yes. of feather the trigger a little bit. But I know that when I teach my Power Tools 101 class and we, we do the difference between the drill and the impact driver, and we've got this big honking piece of wood, and they get to put screws into it, that I tell people to just, you know, just just pull the trigger. Um, and they they pull the entire thing. Rain! Yeah. It's like, no, just a little bit. So it's a it's a talent you know, kind of have to. I and practice. I and I would say I would go with you, um, particularly with I don't have crazy strong hands, and so I think that's when the impact driver is just so sweet when mm-hmm. you're going into a hard hard surface. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a lot of woods. If it's if you're kind of asking the screw to do more than it really should, right? The impact driver can really take you all the way, and I I, I think it's worth the practice. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, you I say, think so too. Yeah. If you're really just going to do one, I'm with you on going with the impact right. driver. One one problem that I have found with impact drivers is that if I'm using a cheaper screw, yes, it's a little bit softer metal, the head <laughs> of the screw will break right off. Not yes. not strip it out, right? Just snap it, snap the head right off, and then now what do I do? I needed that hole right there, and now I have a broken screw in that hole. So <sighs> I have that situation. Yeah, it's that will fun. be. You know what? That's going to be a tip and trick. Oh, on one what of the to do with that. How to extract screws. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it does happen. It does happen. It does happen. But, um, when you're trying to use an old screw, you're like, I don't need to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. I've got this one. That won't work. Just, yeah. yeah. And it's, you don't realize it's a brass screw. Right. That's <laughs> so really soft. What's your next tool? Yeah. We have a tape measure, of course. Mm-hmm. Good tape measure. Not real flimsy blade on it. 16 foot is really good size. Um, that's... Uh, if you like those that have the actual dashes marked, like three quarters, seven eighths, mm-hmm. three sixteenths. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Because so if, if you're not reading them all the time, you don't know. It's yeah. like, I need four dashes past the 16. And okay. what you really get with the thicker tape is that, especially if you're working by yourself, mm-hmm. you can shoot those out further 
and they won't buckle and buckle on you. Yeah, some so of I, them are just so flimsy. It's, yeah. It's frustrating. Very frustrating. Uh, flashlight. I suggest a headlamp. Hmm, yes. Like a camping headlamp yep. kind of thing. I just think that's the greatest thing. Uh, even if you're just working on something small. I don't remember what I was working on the other day, but... I just just needed my headlamp on. Yes. Oh, I was replacing an outlet in the house, mm, and mm-hmm. um, the light was on, but there was a shadow. Mm-hmm. And you know, trying to replace an replace an outlet with a flashlight, holding on to a flashlight. Um, somebody's holding the flashlight for me, and they, of course, they weren't in the, in the right spot. And it's like, oh, I just need my headlamp. <laughs> so I put that on, and it was great. You know, my dad said to me once early on, we were working under a car, and I was holding the flashlight, <laughs> and I was. He said. Alicia, I need to see <laughs> because I was good, pushing it where I wanted to see. And that's great. So when you're helping somebody, think about what they need to I see. I need to see. Yes, putty knife for scraping stuff. Mm, that is uh, that's a big that opens up a big door though. because you got you got so many choices. Flexible ones. You've got plastic, really metal. One. Wide, narrow. Yeah. What do I get? Don't get plastic. But metal, if you're working on some wood, like if you're working on the side of your house, it's a lot more dangerous. It can it can scar your wood a lot faster. Or okay, we'll get both. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and then this is an interesting question as as you were putting this list together. Um, kind of the basic tools. I agree, you need something to just kind of do light scraping. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the plastic could kind of do it. Because I think the metal, kind of like the impact driver, you do need to have a, a better handle. You need a you need more experience with it so that you don't gouge. True, if you're working on... If this would yes. be safer. The plastic ones, I think, are right. safer. If you're, it can be more frustrating, too, because they're not going to work as well. Correct. But if you are working in on something where you you don't want to mar that surface, then then plastic may be the way to go. Yeah, yeah. There's also something that's called the um, painter's friend or mm-hmm. a five in one. Mm. So it's a scraper and it's a can opener and it's they it's like got a curved edge to it that's actually supposed to be used to um, take the excess paint out of a paint roller. Right. Yes. yes, I like those. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, those are those are kind of great all-purpose thing. Um, another thing is, oh, let's talk about safety. Some safety glasses would be good. How often do you use safety glasses? I know you're required to say it, but how often do you really use it? All the time. How often really? do I use it? Well, yeah. I wear glasses. But is that adequate? Is that safe? No. Well, it's safer than nothing at all. Okay. But it does not have, you know, the side shields and the glasses. I have plastic lenses, but those still are not rated for impacts you know, and impact. breaking. So have a pair of safety glasses that even if you wear glasses, they go over your glasses. Yes, it's always always a good thing. Um, earplugs, if you're doing a lot of drilling, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. For sure. Um, gloves, oh, when you're working with pressure-treated wood. If you're not working with pressure treated wood and you're running a saw or something like that, I say don't don't use the gloves. Just if you have more dexterity without the gloves. Mm-hmm. So I find with gloves that I have more strength. So like yeah. if I need to turn something, if I need to lift something that I'm having to hold in my hand, Could like you run with, faster with your red ball jet tennis shoes when you were a kid. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
You just she's fi- mocking my weak hands. <laughs> you did say that you had weak hands. I do have weak hands. Right. Okay. But you're a great guitarist. Yeah, yeah. So I have dexterity, go. not yes, strength. Right. Um, caulking gun. Okay, we have a difference of opinion about this, but I think caulking is a little bit more advanced on the very basic DIY, you know, real basic stuff. Because I don't think people are going to recalk their tub. But they should. They should, and they should give it a try, because the nice thing is that if you mess it up, you just scrape it off, you right. try it again. Well, there's that is not the only time you use your caulking gun. Tell us when. You're putting new baseboard in your house. Okay, so stop. If you're putting baseboard in your house, you have a miter saw, you have a brad nailer. That's not a beginning DIYer. How about... You're painting, you're painting your bedroom, and you want one accent wall. Yes. Continue. Okay. So, in the corners, what do you do to go from to make a nice creamy line. white to the lavender on the accent wall? But you want that corner to be just nice and crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? Well, I have a trick. Okay. And it requires my caulking gun. So you put a piece of tape right on that corner, mm-hmm. right on the corner, and the edge where you want that nice straight line, you take it and put a very small, thin bead of painter's caulk all the way, the entire length, wipe it off with your finger so there's no more caulk there. But that caulk has been- It's a little baby wall. Kind of, yeah. That The, the caulk has been pushed underneath that, the, the edge of the tape, right? So it seals it. Nice. And then you can paint- and you pull that off and you have the most beautiful straight line caulking gun. Just saying. Okay. Do I have See, that See, now that I would, I would, I do that now because I would, I would let you have that one now. Okay. Because people do, do a lot of painting. Right. And they, and that, and, and everybody and... does terrible cutting. Right. And so, yeah, and you can do that on the, along the I ceiling. I mean, if you're a bad cutter, you could do that everywhere you need a nice clean line. Right. Oh, uh, that's a great trip. The top of your like baseboard is, is a good, another good place to do it. Mm. You put, put the tape on the top of the baseboard. You do your thin bead of painter's caulk. Wipe it all off. Paint. Pull it. Beautiful line. Nice. Yes. We've got to try that one. Okay. Okay. Caulking gun can go back on. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yay, I win. <laughs> um, so that's kind of my... Basic, you know, it's a starter kit, starter kit of tools. I mean, there's always, there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of tools. I'm always wanting to buy more tools. And for some of the bigger stuff or the the stuff that you're going to use one time, like um, a miter saw, you (laughs) may want to use a miter saw for something, but you really have no need for it other than that. Check out your tool lending library. Definitely. You know, there's, there's, um, I know... In the Seattle area, there's quite a few in the communities, and it doesn't cost you anything. You go and check it out, and, and there are people there that will actually train you on it. Some of them actually give classes. Mm-hmm. I give a class on Power Tools 101, mm-hmm. um, so that's a, that's a great and way neighbors. To... I think that's the other thing that um, when in trying to be environmentally friendly, not everybody, like you say, needs to own a miter saw and even a um, a power nailer. Nailer, mm-hmm. I don't want. I I use that just infrequently enough that I think it's stupid for me to own it. Right. And I found out that my neighbor next door has one, and he's willing, you know, to let me borrow it. So it's fantastic if you get one. It's a nice way to get to know your neighbors as well, right. and you can kind of see what each other has. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people may have extended, 
you know, tool collections and they might be super nice stuff that they don't want to share. And that I totally respect that. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, that's but little yeah, things. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And also the liability, like being trained on a power tool is not a little thing. But I think for like special uh, specialty hand tools, I think that's kind of nice mm-hmm. if somebody else has that. But the lending libraries are also fantastic. Yeah, I donated so like half of a collection of, of tools oh. to the lending library and they just had some cool stuff. Yeah, they, got they some do. Cool stuff. They do. And their classes. And a reminder that Amy Works also does classes. I do. Workshops. On power tools. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, workshops. Workshops. Yes. That type of thing. So if you're interested in that, go to amyworks.com to find out those offerings. If you're in the Seattle area, the offerings and the schedule. There's also before and after pictures of some renovations. And I think we're going to start building up a before and after of like little DIY projects. Yes. Um, so you can see that. And links to other resources. So please visit that. If you have any questions about home repair or renovation or tools or appliances, uh, you can send those questions to askamy at amyworks.com. I always want to say org, and it just isn't <laughs> no, dot no. .org at all. I work with too many nonprofits. Uh, <laughs> so, so thank you very much, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.